This week on the podcast, we are traveling into the jungle. We grab the bare necessities and talk about the 1967 and the 2016 The Jungle. Let's go. everybody welcome back to the dissect that film podcast where we dissect the good the bad and the ugly of cinema i am your host brett parker joining me as always is my wonderful co-host dan and angel of dna gaming hello. hello today we are venturing into our second week of our disney comparison or versus series as you may call it where we're pitting original animated films against their live action counterparts this is the week number two last week we did beauty and the beast where we talked about the 1991 animated film compared to the 2017, 2018. I can't remember what year the Beauty and the Beast came out. But yeah, yeah we compared it to the, the live action remake that came out a few years back. Today, we are we are going with Dan's pick, which is The Jungle Book. And I think you picked this mostly because of the live action version, right? No. Really? It was because of the animated no, film? I, it's one of my favorite movies. Oh. The Disney movies. All right. Yeah, the animated is. Well, yeah, so we are talking about the 1967 Jungle Book versus the 2016 Jungle Book. Two films that, after re-watching them, are drastically different, even though they are very much the same story, but some things were changed because of things that were added to the original story that Walt Disney approved and a lot of other people didn't like, and it was a whole big thing, but it was mostly just John Favreau going in and being like, this doing this would make more sense to the story than what you know especially the ending and um the way certain characters were portrayed on film even some of the animals because some of the animals weren't actually part of like like for instance king louis was an orangutan in the original film in the new one he is a um he's a you got this what is it gigantopithecus gigantopithecus which is an which is a uh, a prehistoric you know ape yeah. which you know i guess the so the reason they did that was because orangutans don't live in india which this primarily takes place or india or the surrounding areas before we get into anything though let's talk about our thoughts on the movie so we'll start with dan who picked this movie dan what are your thoughts on we'll start with the 1967 film because that's the first one we're going to be talking about and then I guess we'll we'll talk about our thoughts on the 20, uh, 2016 film when we get there. So let's yes. go. Okay. So I I don't know if I don't remember specifically picking this movie to watch a lot when I was younger, but I just saw it a lot as a kid and I've always liked it. I'm like I've always just loved this music movie. I love the music in it. Uh, I, I like the characters. I just I don't know. I, I don't have anything. Of course, these some of the characters in this old one would reappear in other other animated movies of Disney or series, the blue models, of course, used and 
you know, Tailspin and, you know, the same voice actor would go on to do. What was the other movie he did? Essentially Robin Blue Hood. and Robin Hood, yeah. essentially. It's the same, yeah. same shit. So, um, I don't know. I, I just, I've just always liked it. Like, I, I just remember watching it a lot when I was a kid, and it's, it still holds up, and I really enjoy it a lot. Despite the, you know, <clears throat> age difference, certain things not being allowed now and then, and blah, 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 blah. But we don't give a shit about I don't give a shit about that. It's just, was at a different time, so. <laughs> yep. I, Angela, I, Angela was somewhere I, else. Just say yes. Just say yes, um, and we'll keep going. No. I'm, I have things between both movies running running through my head, and it's... <laughs> I'm singing I want to be like you like no, I we'll constantly no I know it's it's just there <laughs> it won't go away there it's in your heart yeah. it it it's somewhere I don't ever remember the first time I watched this I just like Dan said I remember just seeing it a lot like we got to watch Disney more not so much when I was at home but more when I was at um relatives houses your aunt's house maybe no um, I stayed a lot with my great, great, I think she was a great aunt. Um, and I, I remember sitting in her room and, and watching this and it's, it's just like everything just replays in your head. And like, I can still quote quite a bit of it and I, I just love it. Like it's, it's one of those that you, yes, I know that when we watched it on Disney plus it plays a thing at the beginning. Yeah. About certain things that go on in the movie. I don't I didn't think about that as a kid and I still don't think about I don't that think as an adult. About that as a kid. Like No, no, no. I I just see it now and I'm like I get the reference to to certain things like the vultures and stuff. Like I get mm-hmm. I get where they were going with it. But no, I I I love it. And just like the um the guy that plays Bagheera, I I just love I love him. So no, it it definitely is up up there, top favorite Disney movie. Yeah, me too. One of my two favorites. Yeah. Well, you know my favorite. You've married. It's, you've been married to me long enough. Yeah, I mean the Jungle Book is is a memorable one from my childhood. I watched it a lot. It was uh, definitely not one I liked. Uh, compared to like I was you know the Lion King was my favorite like I had a lot of other Disney movies that I'd rather watch than the Jungle Book but the performances were so good that you just had to go back once in a while it wasn't something I would always want to watch I mean I was also a young kid who would just replay movies that weren't for me like Jurassic Park Jaws (laughs) those were the movies I was playing on repeat Disney movies I'd watch a lot and it was usually just certain ones. The Jungle Book was just like once in a while. It's like, you know what? Let's watch the Jungle Book. You know, it, the performances are fun, uh, especially the voice performances, because you're just like, it's mo- it's mostly you like you hear them and you, and you think of other things. You're like, oh, my God, it's, you know, yep. it's the guy who does also does the voice of Winnie the Pooh. Yep. yep. <laughs> and oh yeah, my. it's just a good time. It's it's short and sweet. It doesn't, you know, expand overextend its welcome yeah it's got its problem areas you know that they warn you of but they don't really tell you what it is and to be honest this isn't a movie where it's just like hey guys here's a very offensive spot like what's for an example like dumbo or something like that yeah yeah Yeah, that's a a little more blatant at least for me 
but yeah, it's a, it's a it's a fun watch. It's definitely one that I I don't know I'm gonna watch it again anytime soon. I think it was fun to rewatch it again for this, and I'll probably rewatch it like if my kids ever want to watch it. But uh, yeah, it's a good time. So let's go through some of the behind the scenes stuff of the junk the original Jungle Book. This was directed by Wolfgang Reitherman who would literally direct or produce nine straight projects for Disney between like 1961 to like 1970. His son, Bruce is actually the voice of Mowgli and actually would be the voice of Christopher Robin in a couple Winnie the Pooh movies that he actually directed. Cause there's actually, I mean, as we stated before, there are performers who do voices in other things that are notable in Disney. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, like we said, Sterling Holloway, who was the voice of Ka. He's also the, he was also the voice of Winnie the Pooh for up till I think he died until Jim Cummings took over as Winnie the Pooh. Mm-hmm. And actually, Jim Cummings took over as Ka in the Jungle Book 2, which came out in 2003, which is oh. insane. Because he was able to just sound exactly like him, which was wild. That's the one that where John Goodman was the voice of Baloo. I never watched that one. Yeah, it was a weird one. It's definitely one I'd like to I'd like to go back and rewatch it at some point to just be like, what? How did this go? Because I know it was a movie where it's like, yeah, Shere Khan comes back because Shere Khan doesn't die in this. No, like I just I could just imagine like the trailer for this. You can take the man out of the jungle, but you can't take the jungle out of the man. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, it's it's pretty wild. This was also a movie that uh, was being campaigned to be put up as a, a Oscar nominated film for like best picture. Really? Like animated films weren't like a big deal for the Oscars, they were kind of just like, oh, those are for kids. Those are for kids. Like, these are for big people. These are for big boys and girls. (laughs) And Gregory Peck, you know, big time actor to kill Mockingbird, uh, the omen. He would, you know, campaign for this to kind of be the stepping stone of getting animated films as a possibility of a best picture Oscar. And it didn't end up happening. And he actually stepped away from the Academy shortly after this because this came out in 67 and he stepped away i think in 70 and mm. it wouldn't be until 1991 when the when beauty and the beast would be nominated for best picture disney got around to it eventually yeah this is also a very important one in the disney history as it was the last film walt disney was involved with because he passed away during production of this film in 19 he died oh. in 1966 uh, he was still, of course, put on as producer. He did a lot of behind the scenes stuff with this movie. He um, he actually went to like India and stuff and did a lot of like research going there, re- researching jungles and the animals that live in there. Um, and he also, you know, he ruffled some feathers. You know, that was kind of the way Walt Disney worked. He took a lot. A lot of these stories that he took from, as we know, this is a based on a book by is it Rudyard Kipling? I think that's how you pronounce his sure. name. Yes. Rudyard yes. Kipling. Yeah. Yes. Uh, this was uh, yeah a book from 1894. Of course, you know, being based in uh, you know being written in that time, there are things that are you know viewed today as not okay, and mm-hmm. it was definitely a book about like 
the jungle is a scary place. The animals are scary. We have to destroy everything type thing. Uh, and Walt kind of changed, you know, he did his own little tweaks. He actually, uh, screw one of the biggest things was screwing up how you pronounce Mowgli's name. So Mowgli in the book, and I guess how it's actually supposed to be pronounced is, is Mowgli. Like, okay. I mean, I according to his daughter, that was how in Walt, that Walt put that in there. It's step, it's stuck. And then that's how it's always been pronounced since then. And she like never forgave him for it, but he also didn't make it very much farther after that anyways. So maybe Into it was, the, maybe she had something to do with it. <gasps> dun, dun, dun. Just kidding. Oh, she just assassinated him. No, it's, and it's in the cultural zeitgeist now. It's just how you yeah. say it. I mean, yep. I mean, this has been made in from films based in the 30s. Uh, this was in the 60s. And then, they, of course, we talked about the live action remake from 94. They did a sequel to this in 2003. And then they did this one. I mean, they've done other Jungle Book style stories throughout that aren't as prominent as the ones I've mentioned. Then they did the 2016 live action, which we'll talk about in a little bit. And then... Andy Serkis directed a darker version, which is, I guess, a closer to the, the actual book called uh, Mowgli, which is actually really, to me, I thought it was a really interesting take on the story because it's very dark, very dark. Uh, <laughs> to be honest, as much as I love Shere Khan in the live action remake, Benedict Cumberbatch is Shere Khan in the in that version, but the way that they portray him, it's like way just like way crazier it's it definitely worth a watch baloo is like it's just the way that the animals are being portrayed like these animals that you like you loved they were so great like baloo and bagheera and shere khan like he was scary like to be honest the funniest thing about the animated version of shere khan is he wasn't really that scary yeah you just heard he was just they were just like we didn't we need a villain guys and like he's in the story so like a, yeah, he's there. So like we gotta do something with him. Here's your bad guy. Guys, check it out. <laughs> <laughs> this movie had a budget of four million dollars in that's 1967. That's, that's I mean, even people. in 1967, that you're you're looking at like 15 to 20 million dollars, probably more than that. I don't know the inflation rate. Uh, but it made a total of 378 million dollars at the box office. This was actually it, it this film was so important to the continuation of Walt Disney Pictures because of the fact that Walt Disney died during the production of this. So when he died, everybody was like, what the hell is going to happen now? Like if, mm. if, if this doesn't fail, if this doesn't work, Disney could have been, been done. And then we yeah. wouldn't have got everything after that. So the fact that, that this movie did so well, it pretty much saved the company in a way. And, uh, you know, now they continue to do the things they do and either make people so happy or piss people off. We're not going like to talk about it until our full-on remix episode in a few weeks. Fair enough. So, yeah, this was released October 18th, 1967, so it celebrated uh, its 55th birthday last year. And this uh, stars Phil Harris as Baloo. He also oh, would go on and play Little John in Robin Hood, as Dan stated before. Uh, Sebastian Cabot, who played uh, Bagheera. Yeah. Uh, George Sanders, who was Shere Khan, Sterling Holloway, who was Ka, John I, uh, John Abbott, I don't remember who he played, but uh, Louis Prima was King Louis. Uh, where are you? Clint Howard 
was the voice of the little elephant no in this shit. movie. Yeah. That Clint Howard, everybody. <laughs> Damn, dude. Fucking legacy. Isn't, that's insane. Oh, yeah. And Bruce Reitherman was Mowgli. As we stated before, John Abbott was Akila, who literally says like a line in this movie. There a lot of characters yeah. actually don't talk in this. Uh, you have Verna Felton as Winifred, who was the fe- one female elephant who makes the joke uh, about taking over the herd, which is funny because females are the head of the herd uh, when it comes to elephants. So it was kind of, uh, you know, it was more of a crack at, you know, women need to stay in the kitchen type deal. And it's like, shut the fuck up. Dude, like... She well, passed I mean, away a day after Walt Disney. Oof. Yeah. Wow. Yep. I was gonna say, it's dude. Crazy. At least the animals talk more in this show than they do in the fucking remake. All right, because you just have some groups of animals that just don't fucking talk, and you're like, okay. Yeah. I, 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 you know, I think it worked in a way. I wasn't upset about it. Like, for instance, we'll, I mean, we'll get to that. The elephants yeah, I know. I'm just are bitch. definitely a prime example of that. Um. Yeah, let's uh let's get into this plot because we got we got two movies to talk about this episode. We don't want these this episode to be three hours long, and uh, we've had some tech issues. Well, I'll I'll just share. We've had a lot of tech issues trying to get this episode even recorded. So, uh, yeah, <laughs> it's been a it's been an interesting night. So, this movie opens up to Bagheera flying Mowgli. He is uh, abandoned in like a, a crash boat. So it looks like either Shere Khan killed the parents or it was a crocodile or so whatever th- crocodilian lives in the in the water or just they, they just left him. I don't know. It could have just been an accident. I don't, I don't think it's important. This is like, here's a baby no, that's it's, whining. It's definitely, yeah, cooing. it's definitely not something you have to like sit on. So Bagheera brings him to the wolves. The, okay. This is uh, we get the the, the father Rama. Mm-hmm. who I guess wasn't in the original story. There was a character in the original book called Rama, but it wasn't a wolf. Okay, good to know. Uh, and he's the only one who talks because the the mother doesn't talk, which we'll see. She talks a lot in the in the remake. Mm. So Akila, the head wolf, he is he decides to send the boy away to protect him from Shere Khan. So like very condensed this story is very condensed and and when we get to the live action one we're going to see how they kind of fill in those gaps because it's literally they discover Mowgli and then he gives them to the wolves and then the wolves are like he gets older of course and the wolves are like we need to protect Mowgli so we got to get him out of here well it's also to protect the pack that's that that's also specifically state that like this shit ain't gonna work bro yeah and it's one of those things where it's like yeah sure Khan is back well, we got to protect ourselves. And it's like, okay. And you like expect to see him. Like I, I didn't realize that you don't see him for 47 minutes. Yep. And this movie's only an hour and 21 minutes long. Mm-hmm. Like your main villain. So Bagheera Jaws. volunteers to, cause they were just going to be like, go away. Like you're free. Yeah. <laughs> and Bagheera's like, nah, I'll take him to the man village. At first Mowgli has no idea that they're going to the man village. He's just like, Oh cool. We're going on another walk. But then he breaks it to him. Like, no, nah, we're not going back this time. And he's like, why? No, man, I don't want to go shit. to the man village. Yeah. Don't make a man out of me. Wait, what? <laughs> no, no, no. That'll let's, be for next week. Let's um, business. <laughs> <laughs> so, so Mowgli, so this version, Mowgli is not very jungle. Like he, he doesn't know how to do much in the jungle. He doesn't know how to climb trees. He's, he's very, 
non-skilled, as yeah. uh, some would say, well, let's at be doing honest. certain things. But but if real, that's true. I agree. But real, I mean, in my opinion, if he was raised by wolves, he wouldn't need to know how to fucking climb trees. Very true. Very true. Wolves don't climb trees, so I mean, both films have a valid argument for how they portray him. But I think this one yeah. works too for me. So we then meet Ka for the first time, uh, and he, and at first you're just like, oh my god, who? Oh, but, yeah. uh, <laughs> he's also the voice of Cheshire Cat from Alice in Wonderland. Yes. So he puts Mowgli in a trance. That's kind of his his superpower here. He puts Mowgli in a trance, and he's going to eat the eat him. But Bagheera breaks it up, and he then gets put in the trance. And then, but then he's able to, or Mowgli kind of ends the whole thing. Poor guy. In so his then, it then jumps to the dawn, the dawn patrol, the elephants going yes. through the, the forest, marching like an army, and you have. <laughs> yeah, you have the the main the main elephant colonel Hoffy. He's he, I love his his squad there. They're just a bunch of misfit elephants. They're so great. good, dude. And uh, I I just love the like the ones like talking to. He's like, I want to leave. I want to get out of here. I'm putting in a transfer to into another herd. I got to get out of here, man. Forever. And yeah, and then we meet the littlest one. A junior who, like we stated before, voiced by Clint Howard, of all people. <laughs> and Mowgli just kind of joins in and, you know, is trying to, like, mimic them. And uh, he gets, the colonel gets to him. And at first he's like, that's great for him. Like, what happened to your trunk? And then he, he's like, you're a man, cub. What is this? Get out of here. He, like, tosses him like a fucking baseball. <laughs> I, love, I love that, dude. He's like, oh, what is it? Ah, those were the days. Just a button. Discipline was the thing. <laughs> I, <just fucking laughs> love, I love the elephants, dude. They're so good. So yeah, the um, uh, Mowgli. So yeah, Mowgli just continues to not be happy about going to the man village, which is understandable. Yeah. This is when he meets Baloo, and Baloo kind of automatically, like within three seconds, is just like, "You can live with me. We can hang out forever. We, you just be a bear." And he's like, "Cool." I'm a jungle hobo. Like, Let's do it. Hey, I love how Big Ear is like, "Fine. We'll see how long this lasts." We'll see. We'll see. Yeah, because he knows. He knows. He no, knows. Yeah. Blue. He knows it's not going to go anywhere. He teaches him how to fist fight a bear, which I could be. He does. Skill. <laughs> yeah. It, well, but at first, Bagheera sees that Mowgli and Baloo are kind of like Baloo's, like showing him how to roar yeah. and be a bear, and so he gets scared at first, thinking like he's being attacked. But he ends up. He's just showing him how to fight. So yeah, Mowgli's like, "Oh, I'll leave. I'm going to go live with Baloo. He's cool." He's cool. He's like, I don't have to go to the man village. You can, you can go. See you later. And within three seconds, three more seconds after the fact of fighting, learning how to fight, he gets taken by the monkeys. Yes. <laughs> it's just like the whole, the whole thing as he's being taken by the monkeys, getting thrown around. Baloo's trying to fight him. He's getting swung around. He's hanging off the side of a cliff. And Bagheera's is like, I knew it. Well, let's not forget. Uh, I forget right before that we get Bear Necessities. Oh yeah. Which is fucking great. Classic song. It's the first big song number of the film, I think. You're right. I fucking missed that. No, no, it's all good. Well, yeah, I wrote it in my notes. <laughs> it's all you good. Get the, do you get the elephants doing their Oh yeah. March, but that's Dawn not Patrol like, song. Which yeah, it, it's yep. it, yeah, yeah. It's not a, yeah. a full song. It's just there. So yeah, we get Bear Necessities, which is yeah, probably my favorite song from the Jungle Book. 
And yeah, he gets taken. Mowgli gets taken by the monkeys. He gets taken up to the the ruins where King Louie and the monkeys live. King Louie, of course, is a an orangutan, which mm-hmm. orangutan or however you pronounce it. Uh, close enough. <laughs> it's not. Dude. It's not tang. I guess there's no G at the it's, end. It's, it's the, the drink. It's yeah. the drink. I mean, he's orange. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> the. Uh, so yeah, we get. Um, he really just wants to be a man. He wants to know the secrets about being a man, but also he wants to know about the secrets of, of the red fire. Red, and red flower. Red flower. Yep. No, it's red fire in this version. Oh, he doesn't call it the red flower. Oh. It's a red flower ah, in the, the, in the remake. In the remake. Oh, okay. I noticed that one. I watched these in reverse. I watched the remake first oh. and then the animated one. I watched the we, so, we did it, we did it opposite. We're like, let's watch the good one first. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, my favorite first. So he sings he sings his song. And he also I love Great the fact lady. that there's that one monkey who's just being disobedient. Oh, there's a pain in the ass. There's like that little interlude in the bit to be ridiculous. This okay. This is my favorite song in this whole fucking movie. Mm-hmm. Fucking Same. love this song to death. Before we even watched it, I like the I know the whole first chorus. Like just by memory, because I love this song so damn much. I, I uh, was it Luis Prima is the actor. Yeah, yeah Luis yep. Prima. Yeah. Great dude, and like I'm not trying to sh- like I told Angela I'm not trying to shit on people, but you can tell he's actually like a, a proper good singer. Oh yeah, he because was in back a jazz then, you, band. yeah, he's in a he, jazz band and all that shit, and you don't you don't need all that technology they have nowadays to fucking auto tune everybody and make them sound perfect all the time. And it just, he just sounds great singing and I fucking love the song and, and all his scatting that he does. He does his was, scatting and shit. was which is, his, it was his thing. Yeah. yeah which him is, and I, Phil I, Harris. I, yep. I fucking did. loved I it. I thought it was great. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, I, I love this bit. So Baloo decides to disguise himself as a monkey to, like try to distract him so that Bagheera can get Mowgli out of there, and they're you know they're getting into it, and Baloo's getting too into it to the point where his disguise falls off, and Louie <laughs> yeah. finds out who he really is, and then he's like, "I gotta go, <laughs> see ya." I'm like, "How it wasn't a very good disguise?" <laughs> Dude, they're just having a good time. Yeah, they're probably yeah. blitzed on something. It doesn't matter. They're just they're well, they, yeah, they, they knocked down all the ruins. That's true. That's like true. all the ruins fall down, and you're like, "Oh no." You didn't have to knock down their house. Yeah, that's not cool, man. It was a wild ass party, dude. I mean, that was a great party. Uh, Bagheera tries to convince Baloo that Mowgli has to go to the man village. Pretty much, is like, dude, like he he can't live like this. You know, you can't take care of him. We saw how that all worked out. He's like, fine. And so Baloo kind of tries to lay it into him as gently as possible. Mowgli hates it so he runs away and this is when we finally see Shere Khan in this movie 47 minutes into this movie we finally see Shere Khan he's hunting Bambi's mom yes uh, it literally is the same um, design and everything yeah. uh, also did you notice that back uh, when you're hanging out with Louie and his and his gang there that all the monkeys are the same design they're just different colors That's except no, for the one that was giving them issues yeah. Yeah, all of the the kind of like the the monkeys that don't say anything, they're all the same animation except for the coloring. They're like I mean, different it makes shades. Sense. Yeah, I mean, save you money. Yeah. And, like 
Yeah. I mean, yeah, there, I, I mean, that now. was the thing yeah. with Disney animation. They always reused animations. It yeah. was yeah. just the way to save money. We talked about it last week with Beauty and the Beast. The final scene in Beauty and the Beast was just a rehash of Sleeping Beauty's final well, scene. There's also a scene in this where Mowgli's kind of like kicking around the jungle and stuff, which is a rehash yeah. scene from Winnie the Pooh a few a year, yes. two, a couple years prior to. They just changed the character yeah, yeah. model. Yep, good old Disney. But yeah, as soon as he's about to to pounce on this deer, he the elephants come through, scare him off, and Shere Khan. The funny, the, the crazy, the funny thing about Shere Khan in this movie is that he's just kind of just there. He's like he's just living his life. He's a tiger. He's just living his yeah. life, trying to eat, and he's like, bastards, ruin my elephants. breakfast. I know they don't let him eat. He's supposed to Damn eat. Dawn Patrol. <laughs> this is when Bagheera has to go to the elephants and persuade, try to like say, hey, can you help us find Mowgli? At first, the generals or the colonels like, no, no, we got better things to do, and that's when the the wife comes up, Winifred. She's just like, hey, you want me to take over this? As I will. <laughs> We're going to find that boy. <laughs> He's like, fine. Jeez. And throughout this, though, Shere Khan hears the whole plan. So he knows exactly where they're going to be going. So he follows them. This is when Mowgli runs into Ka again. This is when we get the trust in me song. Mm-hmm. And uh, and Shere, this is again, Shere Khan's kind of just walking through and he hears him singing the song and he, they have a conversation where he's kind of inspecting him to see if he he has him because he has a very he has a good feeling that he has Mowgli. Yeah, uh, but he doesn't or he does, but he does. He's able to persuade him enough to let up to have him leave as a sinuses in the sacroiliac. I love that. <laughs> yeah. I love that. I like how like he's talking to him and like Shere Khan's just fucking with his head. Like he's just like, <laughs> yeah. well, I just love the fact of where he tries to hypnotize him and he just like puts his pins his head to the ground. It's like <laughs> I just had don't have time for that. That's <laughs> yeah, so good. I love it. <laughs> oh man. So Ka convinces him he doesn't have the man cub. While all this is happening, Mowgli escapes. I love the whole thing where he knocks Ka out of the tree. And he turns into like this weird broken accordion as he's like yes. crawling away. <laughs> this is going to take forever. We then meet the Beatles. I mean, the vultures. Yeah, uh, I love the, fun, the, the fun fact is, is that these vultures were actually modeled after the Beatles in their whole Disney's whole plan was to get the Beatles to voice them. But when they reached out to their manager, uh, the yep. manager was all about it. But then they talked to the Beatles themselves and said, hey, you know who you should get? You should get Elvis to do it. And they're like, no, we did this because we modeled them after you guys yeah. doesn't make any sense no we want you so yeah they so there's actually one of them has like pretty much modeled his voice after george harrison mm -hmm. which is pretty funny i would say this is actually probably the well you keep going we're, we're getting to it we're getting to it they feel bad for Mowgli because they kind of start they go over there and they like make fun of him They're, like joking around with him and Mowgli's like yeah whatever just make fun of me and just like goes over to the rock and sulks and like oh man <laughs> No, we feel bad. Yeah, like, come on, you little bitch. We're just fucking around. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and then they sing their song. It's like, we're we're your friends. Yeah, they never met an animal they didn't like. Mm -hmm. uh, but anyway, no, then, uh, this is probably my second favorite song, I was going to say. And the reason it is, is because um, growing up, I listened to a lot of 50s, 60s, 70s music with my dad. So I'm like, mm -hmm. I really like this era of rock and doo-wop and, you know, British invasion and shit like that. So like, it's got that sound to it. So that's, just makes me think of that. Yeah. 
So Shere Khan shows up during all this, and this is when we get for a short bit. Yeah, he sings like the end of the song, right? Yeah. Yep. Yep. Very deep. Which uh, wasn't the wasn't uh, George Sanders. He refused to sing in this movie, so they actually had someone else come in to do his singing voice. Deep as fuck. Yeah. Deep throat. (laughs) So the final showdown begins, and. Shere Khan goes after Mowgli. We see the lightning hit the tree, which then causes the fire, and the vultures are like, that's the one thing he's afraid of. He's afraid of fire! This is our, so, this is our comeuppin' or whatever, comeuppin' to, like, yeah. you know, whatever, to win the, win the day. Yeah. So he brings over the brush, and he's just like, ah! And Baloo's got him by the tail, and they're fighting, and then, you know, Shere Khan gets some swipes in there on Baloo. And Mowgli, while all that's happening, happening, Mowgli ties the branch to Shere Khan's tail and Shere Khan just runs away in fear. He Well, he tries to like get it out and then he kind of just runs away. So he survives in this one. But then, but then Baloo, they all think he's dead and Bagheera has a beautiful speech for him about how he's a, a true hero and a legend of the jungle and all that. I just love it when Baloo wakes up and he's like, oh, Keep talking. <laughs> it's like, just keep saying things. Keep going, Baggy. There's more. Lots more. <laughs> yeah. Well, because everybody knows. Angela and I will get this. I don't think you will, Parker. Everybody in audience will later when we get to that point. Everybody knows the only way to actually kill a bear is with a rocket launcher. <laughs> <laughs> References. Oh, yes. So, go. yeah, Blue's alive. And Mowgli, they they go down to the river where they see a girl coming out of the village singing a very sweet song. And Mowgli just kind of falls in love and wants to be part of that. Helps her out. The list and, of the smartest uh, blue is the whole movie. Like, no, dude, it's a fucking trap. And he's like, oh, shit. His dick's roped. We lost him. <laughs> yeah. And uh, Mowgli joins the, the man village. And Blue and Bagheera dance off singing bare necessities yes. one last time. Uh, I don't like this ending rewatching it. I'm kind of like, I'm glad they changed it for the live action version. Cause this is a very lame ending. Yeah. Like he's just yeah. like swooned by the girl. And then he's just like, Oh, okay. If there's that there, I'm like, you're like 10 years old, probably not even 10 years old. How old is, how old is Bogley? Not that old. Yeah, it's fair, but I, I do. I, I will tell you right now, I prefer the sending over the ending of the other movie. This was, uh, this was Walt Disney's choice. This was Walt Disney's decision to come up with the sending, and not a, okay. none of the other animators were fans of it until they went back again and rewatched it, and were glad that it that Walt Disney decided to go with this, and they didn't fight him on it. Uh, which is it is what it is. I mean, it's. I I understand. I mean, it was also the time, I guess, as well. You got to think of like a lot of the decisions that they made based on the time it was made. It was made in the late 60s. So yep. certain stereotypes and decisions like they were made in a time when those were just normal, where when they decided to do this 2016 remake, they were like, yeah, we got to make sure it's like of the time, even though it doesn't take place in this time. I mean, there was a big cultural revolution on this time. We were already in Vietnam and stuff like this. So there was a lot yeah. of counterculture and shit happening at this era. Yeah. So they could have done it differently. I'm, I'm not surprised that Walt Disney didn't because I don't know how old he was. I'm surely he was a traditionalist and didn't want to change how oh, these absolutely. movies end. And of course, his target audience being kids, you know. But then again, yeah, you, 
the same yeah. time, Marvel was pumping stuff out that younger readers were reading that was counterculture at the time. Oh, yeah. So it was just the decisions that were made back then. And um, as much as I don't care, because I think they're not as like thrown in your face as some other Disney movies did. Uh, it, I think it all it still plays out. I think it still holds up today, mm-hmm. you know, over almost 60 years later. So, yeah, that is the 1967 Jungle Book. Now it's time to jump into the 2016 film. Together, we can make a difference. That's been the sign-off for everything live stream for The Cure related ever since the event began back in 2017. Hello, everyone. My name is Nick, and I am the host of the live stream for The Cure, an annual charity event to raise money for the Cancer Research Institute for immunotherapy research for a world immune to cancer. And over the past six years, we've made that difference together. Amazing listeners, amazing viewers, amazing podcast partners and content creators all coming together, and we've raised over $70,000. But this year, we're going to make our biggest difference to date, and we're going to raise $25,000 for the Cancer Research Institute. Tune into the event at twitch.tv slash livestream for the cure starting May 18th, as we're joined again by podcast partners and content creators from around the world to help the Cancer Research Institute crush cancer together we will make a difference so let's talk about our thoughts on this one Bye. Let's, let's, we'll, uh, we'll we'll start with angela this time yeah let's do it dear do it i like this one i do like the ending more than i do the animated one i love my idris elba yes. no <laughs> i seriously could listen to that man read the fucking encyclopedia and I would be just no offense to you love you still <laughs> I don't whatever I'm just here um, I thought that they did a great job in casting I still find it weird to hear Christopher Walken sing just saying just because I don't I picture well, him I did. as it wasn't that bad no I picture him as he's singing his face like I, I wasn't even I wasn't even looking at the screen. I was like, man, it's just weird to hear him sing. Because I know what he looks like. <laughs> and I know his voice. It's like, whoa. Um, yeah, there are some there are some things that I'm like, okay, this it wouldn't happen that way. But whatever. I I enjoyed it. Still enjoy uh I there needed to be more caw. Yes. Yes. I thought there wasn't enough because Scarlett Johansson is awesome. She is. But yeah, I I mean I enjoyed. I thought they did a great job. Yeah, you know the the CG and stuff is hit or miss, but it didn't take away from the movie. This one not Academy to me Award for uh, visual effects. I mean, there it was just di- places where you knew that you're like, mm. yeah, yeah, no, I but, totally understand. I like, mean, this is also a movie full of CG. Like, yeah, it's literally a movie made of CG it, except for Mowgli. Mainly the wolves, though. I I feel mainly the wolves were, mm. but I I thought there was enough Shere Khan. I liked yes. that they brought Shere Khan in more because he's the bad guy. Like mm-hmm. that's they made him the villain in this movie. Like he yes. felt like the villain. Yes. He didn't feel like a villain in the original. He just kind of shows up and is just like, "Well, I'm a tiger, and I want to yep. eat that thing." So, Watch me do tiger shit. Woo. Yeah. <laughs> Where this is like. Idris Elba's 
Shere Khan, and what a casting too of getting Shere, uh, Idris Elba to be him. Uh, he's just so menacing. He is so yes. good. And I, I, and I, wow. Cake. Brain. <laughs> my brain is going a lot faster than my mouth is going. I enjoyed the attention to detail. Like, Mowgli has scars. You know he's going to have something. Mm-hmm. Like, he's not going to be perfect. His skin's not going to be perfect. And they right. keep that. They keep that throughout the movie. But I could go. I could go on and on. I mean, I really, I really enjoyed it. I've seen this movie twice. And the first time I watched it, I I picked this one because I was like, oh, the rebake. I actually quite enjoyed it a bit. On my second viewing, I did not like it as much as I did the first one. And I don't know if I watched because I watched the original back to back with it. Um, I, I still think it's a fine movie. I, I don't. I don't have like an overall like I hate this movie have some some qualms with it uh like you said i hate how everything cg it's very distracting to me and i understand this won an awards but they dated fast as fuck because like you just like it's when every fucking thing is cg background and everything i'm just like it's just really distracting like could right. you not get some real fucking trees for when it's just mowgli yes. doing mowgli things yes. like can we get some fucking trees is, is that expect like Tree, 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 tree. Lighting, setting. That is somehow going to be more expensive than fucking dudes on a computer fucking rendering in an entire fucking background Copy all paste. the damn time. But anyway, paste. maybe it's not, I don't know. I just I'm just not a huge CG's fine, but I, when it's overused, it draws me drives me nuts. Um, the guy who played Mowgli most times was okay, but sometimes I just didn't really care for his acting. He's a kid. I get it. Whatever, but. He's a kid acting against nothing. Yes, I understand. I understand. It's tough to act against nothing, but when you're that age. I understand. But I'm just saying, you know how I am about kid actors. I'm just really harsh. I I just, I know he's fine. He's a kid doing his thing. I just wasn't blown away by him. I know he's acting Mm -hmm. against nothing, but I just wasn't impressed by him. Sorry. But he is up against some really tall. I am hard on kid actors. I'm sorry. I've always been that way. Uh, it's those fucking Gamera movies growing up watching that shit. Anyway, and it's they were Shere acting Ka- against nothing too. Not always. There were fucking rubber puppet monsters. But anyway, Idris Elba is awesome. I like Shere Khan in this movie. I like Ben Kingsley as Bagheera. Uh, Scarlett Johansson was good. The wolves were fine. And in fact, I love Christopher Walken as King Louie. I like the whole mob mentality. Like I love him as the character. I think he was a great singer. You're never gonna live up to the old stuff. He's oh. just not gonna. And but I know they had to alter the to lyrics not... for it to be Gigantopithecus, Black Eye, whatever, and it's fine. Um, but these are just nitpicks because I'm going to keep my rose-tinted glasses on because I love the original movie. Mm-hmm. But there are stuff I did like. I did not care for Bill Murray's Baloo. He didn't sell me on any, most of the stuff he was doing. He was he lives up to his name as being a fucking jungle bum because he doesn't give a shit. I refuse to believe at any point in that time he properly gave shit about Mowgli. Because most time he was trying to manipulate him, and he's like, "Okay, I'll talk him out of. I'll, I'll, I'll have that conversation with him, Bagheera, about leaving." And he's like, "Yeah, you just, just go, man. I just don't want you around." And he goes up to Bagheera, he's like, "That's the hardest thing I ever had to do." I was like, "Are you gonna fucking act at any point in this bill? Because you're not fucking selling me on it." Like, no offense, I know Bill Murray's a good actor, but I don't feel he was selling this role to me. Like, even I, I know it's an animated movie back in the '60s, so they're gonna be more over the top. But I was a billion times more convinced by that man's betrayal of like feeling bad about asking Mowgli to leave than Bill Murray's half-assed attempt at it in this movie. I'm sorry, 
I just was Bill Murray as Baloo was a huge letdown for me. Uh, but yeah, and then they put some musical numbers like in the credits, like Trust in Me. I don't know why they couldn't have put that in the the movie. Trust in Me is not in the movie, is it? The song. It's not actually saying in the movie. It's in the credits. Yeah, but it's oh, not in the movie. No, it's not in the movie. She sings a little bit. Yeah, but like it's not the whole thing. But like I said, she only shows not, up once. But there's, like I said, there's not enough ka. It's almost like they take the scene, the both scenes, and condense them into one, and condense them into one. But they like cut it in half, almost yeah. like it wasn't even. I don't. I don't like the betrayal of red flower but we'll get to that later but that for the i do like the movie i just have some qualms because i i love the original too fucking much mm. so i heard a lot of why is that needed i know i'm a bitch i'm a whiny bitch about it but i'm gonna fucking whine okay <laughs> well you know my my big qualm with it which part was oh yeah that was bullshit i was like fucking why Anyway, yeah. get, go ahead. We'll, we'll go get ahead. to that. <laughs> we'll get to that. <laughs> I I think this movie's awesome. I think it's it, I, I I I don't want to hurt your feelings, Dan, but I'm feel I'm gonna have to. I like this feelings, one better man. than the original. I enjoy it more. Mm-hmm. I think that the additions that they put, I like the way they portray Mowgli in this, where he is more of like he's kind of taught himself how to do things. Like he do, he knows he's. I feel he knows he is a a man. But he also wants to live as a wolf because that's how he's, you know, been been raised. But I think Bagheera has taught him, you are not a wolf. You are a man. So you got to do your things. That's why, like, everything that he does is considered a trick because that's just not how the wolves perceive it as, mm-hmm. like, a useful task. Uh, I just, yeah, I, I think I do can't agree, though, the performance uh, from the actor who plays Mowgli, who is Nell Sethi. It was his first film, and he hasn't done much since. It was good, mostly, but there were times it was a little stiff. The delivery was a little weird on certain lines. But when you're talking about a kid who's never done anything like this before, going in and having to act mm-hmm. against nothing for most yep. of the time. Uh, it's got to be hard. It's got to be real hard. So I, I I'm going to give him big props for that. Voice performances I really enjoyed. My favorite, though, is Idris Elba as uh, Shere Khan. I think he's just so fucking menacing, and mm-hmm. he just brings the terror. Like, you're just like, yeah, I would be... I mean, he's a tiger, and you can be afraid of tigers. They're, they're mm-hmm. scary animals. But uh, he's just so menacing. Like, he just controls every scene that he's in. Uh, his line deliveries are great. Uh yeah. Uh, Bill Murray, yeah, he's not as convincing as Baloo as the original. I can agree to that. I did, I did think though that he fit pretty well with the character. Uh, ben Kingsley as Bagheera is another one who I like. To be honest, I think I like him more than the original actor who played him, um, because he's more of like a commanding figure instead of kind of Bagheera in the original. Just didn't feel like that. I like how they changed the um, the attitudes of certain characters. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like that they gave the voice a voice to a lot of the wolves, like Lupita mm-hmm. Nyong'o. She does yeah. the yes. voice uh, of the mother wolf there. Raksha. Raksha, yeah. Who you see in the original film, but she doesn't say anything. Yeah. You have Gian, uh, Giancarlo Esposito, who is uh, the uh, Aquila, who I liked him a lot. Christopher Walken as Louis. I liked him. 
And it was weird to hear him sing. And I, but I really thought he was a yeah. good King Louis because this I is did. a very, very, very different King Louis mm-hmm. than what we got in the original. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of these characters are very different than what we got in the original. Uh, I don't think there's a single character where you're like, nope, that seems exactly right. No, everyone was different. In, well, even if it was a slight on. change. <laughs> Ka was, uh, Ka was a li- I even gave Ka a little bit of a difference. I think Ka was a lot goofier in the original one where this oh, is yeah. like, you also got to look at like how big they made Ka in this one. Well, yeah, she but you is don't, a yeah. Titanoboa. Like that is, <laughs> she is yeah. huge. But you don't even, but you don't even get an opportunity for Ka to be no quote unquote that, ridiculous. Like it's they're not not even a movie long enough, even though they made the movie fucking longer. Mm-hmm. I think it was one of those things where she's so big. It's like if she interacts with any of the other animals, she is significantly bigger than them. She could easily kill anybody. Oh yeah, but they let Blue get away with it. But whatever. <laughs> yeah, it's. I think it's. I don't know. I I, I kind of like the fact that we don't see it. It's kind of just him fading out, and then it's just like he awake and he's alive. It's just one of those things. Maybe he just fought her off to the point where it's like the fuck away from him. <laughs> I'm gonna take this. Get him hard enough and get him to scoot. It's, so I'm gonna take this kid so I can extort him. That's pretty much. Way. That's exactly what he does. <laughs> honey. So this movie directed by Jean Favreau who is a a huge, huge part of Star Wars right now. He's, you know, created the Mandalorian. He's executive produced a lot of stuff. He was, though, but he's the man who pretty much started the MCU by directing Iron Man, Iron Man 2. Uh, he was the director of Elf, one of the, a, a Christmas staple. Uh, he would then go on to do a live-action remake of The Lion King. <laughs> stupid man here's the here's my my gripe and i'm gonna uh, do a little side tangent here the animals in this movie put off more emotion than any animal in the live action lion king see and i've not even watched that i've never seen from just watching the trailer i'm like their faces don't even their faces don't even like move their mouths move but they have like their eyes yeah, never because even... they're supposed to be real animals and it's like well that makes it boring but that's they, what makes... i didn't even see him blink like uh, did the... I... I know animals blink <laughs> that movie frustrates me so much <laughs> especially since john i like john favreau as a director but that movie is just very frustrating uh of course this was based this is based on the jungle book by rudyard kipling I uh, I've already talked about the core cast of this. Oh, we didn't mention that cause voiced by Scarlett Johansson, which I liked. Yes. Uh, I liked her portrayal for the very, very little that we got her. Mm-hmm. The music was done by John uh, Debney. We didn't talk about the music from the original music was done by George Bruns. Who would do who did music for like Sleeping Beauty, 101 Dalmatians, uh, the original Nutty Professor, which was called the Absent-Minded Professor, mm. uh, the Sword in the Stone, the Love Bug of the Aristocrats, yes, and Aristocrats. Robin Hood. So, I usually though. talk about the uh, the music for all the movies we talk about, and I completely forgot to mention them. Uh, but the music for the remake was done by John Debney, who has done a lot of stuff for Disney. Uh, have it be like. Uh, for well, mostly for television, Doctor Who, Scooby Doo, D- Star Trek, um, the Little Dinosaur, Police Academy, the animated series. Jesus Christ, 
I, I didn't need to know that was a thing. Uh, he did music for Spy Kids, Elf, I Know What You Did Last Summer, uh, The Princess Diaries, Predators, and he's done music for like the parks, for like the Disney parks. Oh, okay. Uh, this film was released on April 15th, 2016, so it's uh, closing in on its seventh birthday? Yeah, just about, yeah. Coming up, coming up. Well, actually, once you when you listen to this, it'll be after. Yes. This had a budget of a lot, 175 to 177 million dollars and it made 966.6 million dollars. Holy shit. This He's is why they this is why they keep making these fucking remakes and it's frustrating because <laughs> they make so much money. We don't need a Moana remake. Stop no, it. That movie's only 6 years old, man. Stop. Certainly. Uh, why not? We're going to talk about more of the frustrations of remakes in a couple weeks when we do a full episode on that. Yeah, if you're going to do a remake, do it for one that wasn't successful, like, I don't know, Black Cauldron. <laughs> yeah. I'm just saying, <laughs> you could you could venture out into other stuff. Like, man, maybe we should give this one another shot. Yeah. It's very frustrating. So, let's uh, jump into the plot of this movie. I love the opening of this, where the old, it's, a, it's a very old-school Disney opening where it's, it's an animated opening that goes into how it's transitioning from the animation to live action quotations. CG I like how it's got the original music action. too. So yep. good. I love it. I wish they'd go back you. to that music. Uh, we get to see an early look at Mowgli and Bagheera's relationship. We get to see of a more in-depth relationship between Mowgli and the wolves because we never get to see that. He gets delivered to the wolves and then it's like, immediately shipping him out yeah we get to see him interact with the wolves and the uh the way that they're like they're racing i guess they're trying to like see who can beat because bagheera is like playing like the predator and he would have to chase them and uh mowgli of course is like trying to climb trees and shit and tripping over stuff and he gets caught first we then uh, we notice that there is a a drought happening so there is a a pond of water where all the animals in the jungle have come up with a water truce where when you're at the watering hole no animal can be attacked like nobody can eat or anything it's pretty much we're all we're all friends here and Is this where we get that annoying ass fucking porcupine it's no! fucking reason i love the porcupine he's a piece of shit you think no. everything belongs voiced, to him he's voiced by gary shandling who yeah. passed away right after this movie came out he was an iron man i still stand by what i said two or three no offense to the guy two yep i think he sh- i think he shows up in iron man 3 at one point at like the end or something uh so yeah so all the animals they drink from this watering hole and this is when Shere Khan makes his appearance for the first time. And he's just so fucking awesome coming down from like the, the, the hill. And he pretty much threatens the wolves. He's just like, when the water hits this rock, that boy is fair game. And they're just like, fuck. <laughs> well, they even say, like, I don't know if they're boasting. Akilah's like, dude, this, you know, we, we run this part. Like, you get the fuck out of here. Yeah. But they also I I mean you also know like the fact that I feel the wolves know they can't take Shere Khan on. Probably not, but so this is when they go back and they have their meeting in the pouring rain. <laughs> it's like it's pouring, guys. We're gonna have a meeting. 
It's dr- and they the, talk it's about dramatic, where the, for, it's dramatic. <laughs> yeah, of course. So they they go up to the hill. Are they they talk about like what what should they do with Mowgli? What are they going to do with Mowgli? And Arsene, they decide, we, oh, we're going to take him to the man village. And Arsene, we fucking eat him. <laughs> well, they're they're talking about just running him off. Like they don't even say the man village at first. They're just like get the fuck, get him the fuck out of here. Yeah, Bagheera was just like step city. He's like, I can bring him to the man village. They're like, okay, that sounds fine. Well, no, well, they're arguing about it though. Mowgli's the one that comes up and he's like, well, I'm going to leave then. He's like, I'll just leave. That's right. Like, he arguing. comes up and he's just like, I'm just going to leave. I don't want anyone to get hurt. This is where yeah. you see like a very drastic change in the way Mowgli is in this version compared to the original, where Mowgli is like, he's a lot stronger in this one. More self-dependent. Yeah, because like, it isn't an Aquila that's defending, saying that uh, something about he's part of the pack. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's everybody else like get him the fuck out of here. His yeah. mom's like he's my baby. Yeah, which is fair, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, she raised him, so that's fair. So they venture out. This is when they run into the elephants, and you got to bow down to the elephants as they're marching through no. the jungle. Like I, I love. Yes, I get it's a drastic difference between the original because you they are like their own troop, and you've got your your jokesters and stuff in that group but i i love elephants like i adore elephants and i i don't know it always gave me chills watching the elephants go through i i know your feelings on this i actually don't mind this i i i don't i i thought this was a cool touch the fact that the elephants don't talk and the because they are viewed as more like gods than anything mm-hmm. like they are like the the top of the chain in the jungle like that's why you bow to them i get what oh, he, i going. get i have a point but i get what they're getting at saying that the elephants made the jungle like i get that because they walk through everywhere and they, they make, make some paths for for everybody to get through. I, I I get it. I get your That's not my even my complaint. But I know your complaint about it. No, but that's not my complaint. I but I know your complaint about okay, it. Okay, well here's my complaint about it. Mm-hmm. We'll see how right we are, okay? My complaint is that you have what's established in this is there's some kind of language for the most part that all the animals share, right? They can communicate mm-hmm. most of all the animals mm-hmm. share. And it's that such you see a time or two where there's some or sometimes where there's animals that don't speak. Yeah. Why would an extremely intelligent, highly sociable animal, even though they are revered as gods, not be able to communicate with the other animals? Can they not communicate or do they choose not to communicate? I don't think never I, happens. I, I, I don't think there's happens. just any opportunity where you can see like no, nobody's interacting with them. But they the only are time mo- you ever mo- see mo- them. Yeah, but it's from a distance. You never actually see them from up close. It's always from a distance. Yeah. Yeah, but Mowgli's it's from Bagheera's point of view. But even then, it shows Mowgli up there with them, looking into the pit and stuff. And then later, when they're helping with the logs, and they never they were say talking, anything. they just never wanted to share that that dialogue. But, it just doesn't I mean, make sense to me. I I feel like they are communicating with each other, with their body language and what they don't. The light the. The wolves don't have to speak to each other. They choose to. But but that's the mm-hmm. thing is is why why, 
Like the whole body language thing is like, the whole body language thing would be like, ergo, they don't have any kind of vocalized language, which doesn't make sense for elephants, which because we know they have a vocalized language. You can hear them make noises mm -hmm. and grunts and roots and rooting noises and stuff like that. We know they do that. Why would you take this, this the, pin the pinnacle, the zenith of what is the, this jungle environment, and it's like, no, nah, they can't talk. I don't think they like, nah, don't. I don't. They're better they than everybody can't. else. They can't talk down. For I me. I feel that since they are, they are revered. That I feel like they choose not to talk. Right? Maybe they are. Maybe they're just assholes. But I just I don't think they're assholes. I think it's because you know Bagheera or the whoever tells Mowgli that he has to bow Bagheera, to them. Yeah, it tells him. So tells him that he has to bow to them. Well, maybe they think, well, these people think highly of us. They may not think highly of themselves. Well, maybe. I don't know. I'm just maybe saying, like, to because, me, in that situation, it just doesn't. But they don't talk. Bagheera and Mowgli don't talk when they walk past. Yeah, but they know there's things there. The little elephant looks at him. You could like, what's up, bro? And I don't <laughs> say that to be goofy or ridiculous. They don't need to even mimic how they are in the first film. I'm just saying, to me, from that standpoint, it doesn't make sense. If they're trying to make this whole community thing, and there's another scene with some little rat-ass bastards that steal food for Mowgli later, that are like a coordinated thing, why would these things not be able to talk? But the fucking ground squirrel and this annoying-ass porcupine can fucking talk. These fucking solitary animals it. for the most part. Anyway. So, he always apologizes. He's like, I'm so sorry. It happens involuntarily. Anyway, that's that's it. It's, that, that was my big call. It's a it's a cool scene. I get it. Like that they're trying to establish like a lore and a hierarchy to this world. I just have issues with some. Hey, they could be like the they could be like the monks and they choose not to speak. Well, fuck them. They Ain't took no a monks. vow of silence. Why? <laughs> why? Why does anybody not speak? Anyway, go ahead. Go ahead. Just go ahead. So this happens later with something else too. But go ahead. Shere Khan attacks while they're going through like the long grass, which I like. Oh, going to the long grass. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. We need that exactly guy to come out thinking. somewhere. <laughs> Don't go oh, into the yes. long grass. <laughs> yes, RJ. And uh, yeah, this is when the water buffaloes kind of save the day for him, and we get a very Lion King like scene where they. Yes, go that's exactly what trend. we said. I was like, "Is this fucking Lion King? What's going on? It's the old fucking ideas just, from a different movie." <laughs> I'm just waiting for that music to like play. Yes, <laughs> like this is like fucking. Well, they did. Uh, I I read that they did base this version of Shere Khan slightly on Scar from the Lion King, which I get. Run away and never so, return. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, they uh, he hitches a ride on the buffaloes and escapes. Uh, we see that Shere Khan goes back to the hill and to confront the wolves, and he's just like, "You better get him back, or uh, yes. that shit gonna happen." And then he just yo, fucking yeets Akila off the. Cliff. I hate I, that. Like I don't. I I feel like he could prove his point. Any other way but taking out their you ever seen, leader. You ever seen videos of pack animals attacking pred larger predators? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like when one of them, like, admittedly, Achilles are the leader. One of them goes down, they're not like, all right, we're just stopping. <laughs> like, I just, that just, I know, but even in the sense of it, I, I know, know we talked about it. We talked about it. I also feel like they took, so Shere Khan takes out their leader. Their leader, but he's probably also their strongest. But you still got the other guys. 
I I get I get that too, but they also have to um Raksha's not gonna fight because she has the babies. Mm-hmm. In fact, that'd be more incentive to do so because the Which, babies are there. Because he could just fucking murk, start murking babies. You don't know what he's gonna do. And I, th I thought that was, I thought that's where he was headed. After taking out Aquila, like I'm like, oh, oh on the hill he's there. gonna start, he's gonna start murking babies. Um. So you're down, you're down, a fighter uh -huh. with Raksha, uh -huh. but. You're also down whoever else is in the pack. Their whole pack's not there. And when he's there, you don't see everybody. Yeah, you don't know where they're at. So there may not be their whole pack there. So it may not be a whether they can take Shere Khan out. Because they probably could with their whole pack. They could probably take him, take him out. But they're not all there because you don't see them all here's here's my counter here's my counter argument to this thought i'm gonna throw this out here but yes their leader is gone so their voice of reason is gone well hold on let me let me let me establish this thought right similar situation let's just do it with humans because these are, these are all anthropomorphized anyway right they're human well, yeah they i mean they all so, are you have a group of people with mil mil trained-ish military people, or not military, but, you know, I mean, athletic, yeah, which is with a group of humans, right? Outside force comes in, Merck's your leader, you're there, just, there's kids and, and ladies and other people in there, non-combat style or non-hunting style, um, and you're just going to let him hang out there and nobody's going to do anything about it. When you have other groups and your member that can do something about it, even though he's bigger, you have a means to do it. You're just going to wait there and just let him hang out there and possibly just kill everybody. It just doesn't make any sense to me. Somebody's like, oh, they killed our leader, guys. We can't do anything. I'm like, oh, it's off the clock now. Yeah. That's, I, that's how, I, I get what they did to build. I understand why they did it for sure. They wanted to make him a bad guy. And they, that's yeah. great. They, they established him as a great bad guy. I've got, it's just, it's how the wolves reacted to the situation. I'm just like, I don't know. Right. It just felt weird. But they could have already taken him out by now, and they chose not to. Yeah, they just hung out. But I mean, even before, even before they've had plenty. I mean, just because we don't see it, they've had plenty of times to, that they could take him out. I mean, because he just strolls in. Yeah, like nobody does anything like, about it. Yeah, like he knows he can get away with it. Yeah, because that's nobody's I said. done like, anything like, yet. Yeah, anyway, go ahead. I'm just ranting. So there's a landslide. <laughs> as Mowgli is riding the water buffaloes through the side of this muddy hill. And uh, somehow he survives it. Movie magic. There's what no armor. way. Yeah, literally. We then see that, that when Mowgli gets to the shore, or he, like, finds something to, like, ride as a raft, and then he gets to this, like, really dark part of the uh, the jungle. He grabbed that door like Rose grabbed it in Titanic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Luckily, he didn't need anybody else on it, so. No. They never would have It was just it. him. He scrolls through the jungle, and he finds the biggest snakeskin ever seen. Ever. Like, this makes the anacondas from Anaconda look like little babies. I love That's it. He, right. likes, Big -ass skin. he, like, holds it up. Like, yeah, like, I'd be like, oh, my God. I wouldn't be touching it. Maybe he's never seen a snake that big before. It's though. very true. Or maybe he just but doesn't know what it is. I still wouldn't be touching it. 
no. I said, hell no. Poke, 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 poke. I said, if I find the largest snake skin ever along with John Voight. Oh, wait, wrong movie. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> Come on, baby bird. Fuck. <laughs> he just comes out of the lake side like, you want to join me, baby bird? And he's like, <laughs> run. Oh, just stranger danger. Real quick. Stranger danger. <laughs> yeah. Yes, stranger danger. So, yeah, he uses his uh, intuition to get some fruit in which he shares with his new little fox friend. Uh, but then they turn out to be little con artists. The little bastards, and they yep. steal the rest of his fruit, and he chases after him until so he the, runs into Ka, puppy dog, the face. biggest goddamn snake ever recorded in history. Yep. Listen, there are people out there who think that there are snakes this big out in the jungles. Yep, there so, are. There are people that do. So she knows what happened to Mowgli's father. She kind of like puts him in that trance, but like show, like brings him back in time to show him the history of the the red uh red flower and the the man who like stood up to Shere Khan and Shere Khan killed him with it but he ended up scarring Shere Khan with the red flower and he's like oh and that little baby was you and as she's telling him she's about to eat him and then blue just shows up and we get a fight between a snake and a bear I wonder if I want. I like. I kind of like how they have cause like this almost like mythical figure. Like she's mm-hmm. been around forever. Mm-hmm. Like people just don't fuck with her. You probably just don't go in that part of the jungle. It's like she just don't fucking yeah. go here, dude. Yeah. Like because how big she is, and who's who's to say how long she's been around? Right. So that's what I'm saying. That's what I said earlier. I was like, I just feel no one wants to. That's why she never interacts with another <laughs> character. But like, what? But it's it is one of those things where you're like, why was Baloo there? Yeah, exactly. Did Baloo, yeah, was wonder... Baloo following? Like, did Baloo follow? Mowgli from earlier and then was Maybe. just like oh fuck this isn't a good place to be so Which this is when Mo- it, this is when Mowgli wakes up oh, go ahead, go ahead. sorry go. no go, go, go ahead what were you gonna say I was just having surprised he risked it it just seems really out of character for Baloo as you see him for the rest of this movie mm. true. but see like I like this I guess we part. just need a means to an end I guess I like the storytelling but then I also don't like the storytelling because it's kind of like you want to keep it as a well, you don't know how Mowgli got there, but I guess yeah. I get that from the animated one. It's like you don't know how he got there. You see, you see what happens, but you kind of have to piece it together. Yeah, yeah. Kind of how I mean, you, I guess, how you get it from that. I, and I, then I've kind, I kind of feel like she kind of ruins that mystery part of how he got there. I also don't like that Shere Khan kills his his dad. Or it, it just yeah. it just feels like modern Star Wars esque slash uh, fucking no offense mm. uh, eighty nine Batman, but like we always the bad guy has to have fucked over the main character. So why why can't he just yeah. be like he is? He just doesn't like man and he doesn't like what they can become. Like <laughs> I, I'm fine yeah. with everything else, but like it's like he killed your fucking dad. And like or he's just why, being a tiger. Yeah, but like, why would it? But there's some stuff that happens later. Why would Mowgli fucking care? He never knew his dad. It's the wolves. The wolves raised him. It means nothing to them. I think it's like he he his 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 uh, emotion switches more from when he's told when he's told that Akilah's dead more than like when his when he's told that his actual father was killed by Shere Khan. Like when he finds out like Shere Khan killed Akilah, that's when he's like, oh yeah, I'm gonna go fucking fight this tiger. Because he's gr- he has been around Aquila 
way longer than he mm-hmm. was ever with his dad. So Aquila has always been his father figure. Well, here's, yeah. here's, here's an example I give on a personal level. When my dad's grandpa died, I was impacted by that. I grew up around my dad's, my, my grand, that's my grandfather. I grew up mm-hmm. around him. Love the guy. He's a great dude. Was always there. When my mom's dad died, I only met him like twice in my entire life. I just felt bad for my mom. I never knew the fucking guy. He didn't mean nothing to me. Like, no offense to mom if she goes back and listen. I don't mean like nothing, but like he meant very little compared to my dad's dad. Yeah. You know, right. that's my grandpa. That's why whenever I talked about my mom's dad, I just call him mom's dad. He wasn't really grandpa to me. I didn't know him very well. But that's the point. Like, it's a, it's a mind, like, it's supposed to be impactful for us as a viewer, but realistically to him, what the fuck does that mean? Yeah. It's a person he never knew until somebody's like, yeah, sure, Khan killed your dad. But, I mean, he uh, Other knew, than just telling us? But he knew him. He doesn't have the... M- memories to yeah but that's what i said to, like, rem- to remember like he doesn't have that yeah that's why i was like it's it's not as impactful yeah it's so, not as impactful as when akila died so baloo he wakes uh, Mowgli wakes up and baloo is uh kind of like tasks him to go get get some honey for him because he doesn't know how to climb he, he doesn't climb like you owe so, me bitch yeah, yeah, pretty much. It's like I saved your life. You owe me. You're gonna get this honey for me. Oh, so I didn't know sloth bears did anything. Yeah, right. <laughs> exactly. At least they named the kind of fucking bear he is. <laughs> so Mowgli comes up with a contraption to kind of uh, pretty much uh, rock climbing gear. <laughs> it just goes over the side, and I just love it. It's like, yeah, it's okay. Those bees don't. Th- those are bees that don't sting. <laughs> and as he's like hitting the honeycomb, he's just like. He's, he's like, oh, I'm getting stuck. I'm getting stuck. And then after he knocks down the honey and comes down, he's just like, they don't sting. And he's like, oh, those must have been female. Female sting. Well, he is there. He was very correct in a lot of this. I'm going to tell you why, because he is correct. Female bees do sting. Primarily all most of the workers and everything in a beehive are females. And a stinger is a female sex organ. Males are lazy pieces of shit in most honeybee <laughs> colonies. It's true. Um, they really are, yes. uh, but there are in, in that, in that region of the world, there are giant stingless bees. They're females, but they, they do not have a stinging organism and they, they annoy you. They're to get to go away by flying in your mouth, your nose, your ears, your eyes, pulling your hair. They're huge. They're big bees. They're massive compared to other bees, but they are a real thing and they do live in that region. So well, he's not, go. he could, might've been right. And he was Maybe. right about the other thing too. So. Uh, I love though that the uh, we get the the three animals. You get the chipmunk or the squirrel. The squirrel's voiced by Sam Raimi. Did you know that? Is it? Yeah, Total and John bitch. Favreau plays the is the voice of the pig that Baloo licks. He just goes that pig. Just, and I was like, sexual. Oh my god, <laughs> that pig just got off on getting and licked it, by a bear. Pig's <laughs> never been licked like that before. No. no. <laughs> <gasps> So Baloo decides to help take Mowgli to the man village, but then kind of throughout the whole thing, he's like, nah, just stay with me. Just uh, hang out with me. This will be a good time. So Shere Khan tells the story of a cuckoo bird to the wolf pups up on the hill, and this is fucking creepy as hell. I'm like, God damn. He's and like it's true. This uncle. is an actual story. This is an actual fact about what cuckoo birds do. They yes. lay their eggs yes. in other um, birds' nests, and they're Huge. 
I have cuckoo bees on my mm. on my arm tattooed. They do the same thing. Yeah, there's also other insects and creatures that do the cuckooism. Yes, it's a good. Yeah. It's, a, it's yes. a common survival trait for other organisms. And they but show like one that, later. They show like, like a nest uncle, with a giant though. chick in it, getting fed by a yeah. smaller bird. I didn't. Yeah. Ca- I didn't see that. I don't know if I stepped away, but yeah, that's true facts. No, he's like that weird uncle that you get that like shares. Things that things your that parents are, kids, yeah, yeah, your your parents are like, don't. So, because of the the rough situation before with getting the honey, Mowgli comes up with a whole idea of uh, how to get the honey without getting stung a crazy amount of times. And this is when we get Bill Murray's version of Bare Necessities, which isn't terrible, but it doesn't it doesn't hold a candle to the original. Yeah. yeah. Eh. This is when Bagheera shows up and he's really not a fan. He pretty much calls out Baloo for being just like, you're manipulating this kid to do your work because you're a lazy sack of shit, you sloth bear. He is. He's like. And and Baloo is just like, I don't He just doesn't care. And I love the whole thing, though, where he his whole story was he had to get honey. Uh, He had to get honey to save up for hiber- to hibernate. And it's yeah. like bears don't hibernate in the jungle. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's what we were talking about. He's like, I like, nap a lot. And I was like, this doesn't seem right. He keeps talking about hibernation. I was like, it doesn't get that cold. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe I don't know about sloth bears. I don't know. I mean, sloth bears. But how did, yeah. And, and, and for a bear that never hibernates, how does he know about hibernation? He's a fucking bear. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. Oh, we then see Mowgli here's a distressed uh, elephant. He goes and saves a little baby elephant out of the uh, out of the hole. I like how you kind of see it from Bagheera's point of view, yeah. where he gets his like his line there and he wraps it around the baby elephant. And the big elephant pulls him out. I like though the fact that they actually made the elephants look like Indian elephants. Yes, because there are movies where they'll be like, "It's in the jungle." Here's an African elephant. It's like that's not right. That's not where they live. And Bagheera tells Baloo that Mowgli is being hunted by Shere Khan to the point where he's just like, you need to tell him he can't live with you. And so this is where Baloo kind of, yeah, he goes in. He's just like, you need to go away. I don't want to. We were never friends. I just used you. So now you need to go. And then he walks away and he's like, I hope you're happy. That was the hardest thing I ever had to do. Which Dan did not like. Just there was no passion in it. I'm sorry. There wasn't. I know it's supposed to be like a different kind of Baloo, but it's whatever. So this is when we get the scene of Mowgli getting kidnapped by the monkeys. It's because Mowgli's all mopey and he's sitting up in the tree and the monkey comes down and is like mocking him. Yeah, do you notice the he's monkeys like, don't speak alone. either? No, yeah. the monkeys don't. Just just it's Louis. so weird. It's so weird. Did you, I mean, did you notice that on. throughout the movie, though, that there are monkeys always in shots? Yes, yes, I did. Dude, it's, he's, he's ears got ears, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, Angela, but what were you saying? <laughs> Mowgli wouldn't be able to understand a word that anybody is saying because he can't understand yeah. animal language. He's very, t- he's Dr. Doolittle. He, <laughs> mm-hmm. he is. Sometimes. Sometimes well, yeah. just, you know, not all of them. So this is when they, of course, Baloo and Bagheera are chasing after him as Mowgli's getting just thrown around by the monkeys and they have to climb a really high cliff and I'm sorry, but neither of these animals are climbing that cliff. That panther ain't, and there's no way that bear is. But hey, he did it. He gets to the top. Yeah. This is when Mowgli meets the very massive King Louie. 
And uh, do you know what gets his attention? What gets him out of the shadows? A cowbell. Yes. Oh, yeah, because he's... Yeah. Because he's from the SNL skit. Yes, thank you. Yep. And, uh, of course, he comes out of the shadow. I, To be honest, I really like this design. I really like that they changed Louis up. He's more menacing uh, in this. And, you know, of course, uh, Louis' whole thing is getting the secret to the red flower, uh, which I'm guessing the reason he wants it is for one, it would kind of put him at the top of the, uh, of like the, not really the food chain, but like the hierarchy of the jungle. Yeah. Uh, because Shere Khan is kind of like the top right now. And I think the red flower would give Louie that advantage. So that's yeah. his biggest thing because in the original, he wanted to be a man like Louie yeah. wanted to, he didn't want to be a monkey anymore. Which yep. orangutans aren't monkeys; they're apes. No, yeah. but um, yeah. So unfortunately, you know, if, uh, Mowgli can't get it to him. He's like, I don't know how to get it. Like, and of course, Louis ain't taking no for an answer. To the point that, like, I love when Baloo just shows up and he's like talking. To him. He's like, Oh my god, I'm finally get to see the the King Louis. I've I've heard so many great things about you. And while he's talking the entire time, monkeys are just attacking him, but it's not even phasing him. Yeah, and Louis just like throw him off the cliff. Like he doesn't yeah. want to fuck with it at all. I agree. He's like, but like, I just got up here. <laughs> I, I was gonna say I I do agree. I I really like his portrayal of King Louis. I, I probably yeah. like him more than I do the original one. But as you know, I just like the singing in the original. But I like him yeah. as like a mob boss style. Like yeah. he knows everything. Like he knows everything about everything because he's got all these dudes working for him. And you know, to be honest. <sighs> I don't know, man. Him going at it with Shere Khan, I that I don't know if Shere Khan's going to be walking away from that one either. Uh, I, mean, well, I, mean, I think King Louis is literally grabbing him in his hand and just kind of... <laughs> yeah. Because I will state because I did look in the Gigantopithecus or normally like uh, what eight to or ten to twelve, said, maybe eight to twelve. Eight, 10 it feet said tall. the and... the biggest one they found was twelve feet, but it says they also only get up to six. 160 pounds yeah they exaggerate a bit to make it bigger which i like like you stated before all the animals were exaggerated in this movie there's tigers get big they're not getting shere khan big yeah black panthers also known as black leopards they're not getting that big there ain't a snake that's getting that big no that's a titanoboa that thing is a fucking monster (laughs) i mean even the wolves compared to huge mowgli were ginormous yeah i read that they purposely made every animal 30 percent bigger than their actual size to kind of show the diff like show how small mowgli is yeah. in the jungle yeah I, I believe it anyway back to your you go ahead go ahead talk him up so talk yeah up. It, i i mean i really enjoy this he, he sings his version of the song they change the lyrics around of course to add the fact that he is a gigantopithecus i love it though um it's also, the fact that they changed the wording around where it's red flower in this movie compared to just red fire, or mm-hmm. yeah, it was just red fire in the in the original. Yeah, because when uh, Kaz telling the story, uh, to Mowgli, it's uh, she calls it red flower. Yeah, well, and everyone it, does. Well, I mean, and it's depicted as a red flower in her red. in her story. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so Baloo comes up, he distracts, and Bagheera gets Mowgli out of there. 
we get a whole chase scene and this is when louis turns terrifying like this is a yeah. fucking this is the scariest part of this movie it just of him just swinging through like just causing destruction the the craziest thing is when he's like inside the temple and he's crawling through it just taking out pillars after pillar and mm-hmm. crawling through do you did you notice though when he get he gets up out of his throne it rips part of the fur off his ass because I he's been sitting assumed, on that throne for so yeah, long. I just, no just like stuck to it. Yeah. That all his little lackeys bring him stuff and he doesn't huh? move. He doesn't yeah. Need so to go like he, when he, he gets up to chase to. them, it rips. You see like hair rip out of his like backside. I mean, I can wow, see okay. it. Yeah. So, yeah, it's it's a scary. The scene's pretty great. Yeah, it's good. Uh, I, like it, it, I love the whole thing though, where like uh, Bagheera and and Baloo are fighting the monkeys, and and Luigi's just crawling across the top, and everyone yes. stops to look at him because they're like, yes. "What the fuck? Yeah. He's not moved in twenty <laughs> years." Yeah, like you said, what he's probably well. He's honestly, in even in the story's time, and like when it's six, he's probably the last of his kind. Yeah, he's probably oh, the last gigantopithecus. Pro- yeah, he probably is. Like you, there's a lot of these animals that you only see one of. Like you see the group of the monkeys, whatever their group is called. Mm-hmm. You see the wolves, but you don't. You don't see another one like him. You don't see another tiger. You don't see any other snakes. You don't in the whole see. Movie. But yeah, yeah, you don't. You don't see another bear or panther. Or panther. Like. I mean, I know that those haven't be- been extinct, but, you know, he could be the last. Yeah. I mean, he's been, I mean, you got to think like these jungles have probably been like man for, I mean, that's the whole thing is like man hasn't touched this part of the jungle in so long. That's why some, mm-hmm. the, a lot of these animals have lasted so long. Like there's, like you were stating, like this is, he's probably the last of his kind. Ka's probably the last of her kind because of the fact like and also it takes a long time to get to that size like these animals are old these aren't young animals animals aren't born at like half the size of of, you know louis is or how big like snakes even the largest snakes in the world were only born at like a foot long or less yep and just over time that's why they have such long lifespans yeah Um, she's almost like a like a seer type so yeah you she's seen shit yeah she's seen a lot of shit but yeah she probably is more like a a mythical creature (laughs) Mm -hmm. so louis gets uh, crushed by the temple and mowgli mowgli's mad because uh he was told that akila's dead was dead uh, because Louie told him that, but he didn't believe it. But then he asked Bagheera, and Bagheera said he is. And so Mowgli runs away. Uh, we then see Mowgli go to the man village to steal the red flower while everyone's having a party or something. <laughs> and he, as he's running through, he actually trips and he like drops some some of the uh, the ash and it or some like the coals in it. Sets the jungle on fire, which is what everybody was afraid of. And I love the whole thing where he like he goes through and he's gonna confront Shere Khan, but like Shere Khan's just like, look what you've done. And you look behind him and like the jungle's on fire, and people are like actually 
starting to to turn on Mowgli until it's just like, no, 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 no. Shere Khan's the one who's spreading the fear. We need to stand with Mowgli. And this is when Bagheera tells Mowgli to fight like a man. It's like, don't See, fight like a wolf because you're not a wolf. Fight like a man. Go ahead. See, we were we were discussing this. It's been raining. It's the wet season. It's wet season. Like they've it's already had the plot. <laughs> I know, but they've already had the, you know, the flooding part. It would be damp underneath. It would trees. be damp. It wouldn't catch on fire like it does. And this, this is just Jurassic Park Dominion, dude. Jurassic <laughs> World Dominion. This is all this is, except without flaming locusts. <laughs> yes. It, seriously, because it was wet as fuck in those jungles. We watched that fucking movie, yeah. and it just <laughs> everything just goes up. But um, I will say this. Here's another big problem I have with this movie, and I talked to her about this, and it pissed me off. I hate the depiction of the red flower in this movie. Because it's, it's, it is depicted as man's weapon, and it destroys everything. However, we all know that forest fires and fires from lightning strikes are a naturally occurring thing that regenerate the forest. Why is it depicted as some destructive weapon of man? Only man can fire exist from how they are saying it in this fucking show. Not a once do they ever talk about it naturally occurring, because it does, and those old ones that exist, uh, Louie, Caw, they would know this. Lightning strikes happen, fires, mm -hmm. especially in the fucking dry season. They would mm -hmm. know this. But they're like, no, nah, it's just man's fucking weapon. It's just man's shit. If it wasn't for man, we wouldn't have fire. But I also think that Caw uses that as almost like a I almost think that she controls what people think. She might do. She what might the do animals that. think. Well, so she's been, than... but she's been there for so long that she she tells Mowgli that it's man's doing. Like it, mm -hmm. and I think that um, Shere Khan plays along with that because he. Was a manipulator was, too, so he's a manipulator, but he was burned by it, and he can show physically show, hey, I have scars. Right. I just also like I get like I get the thing where he burns the forest. It's supposed to be like symbolism, like look what you've done, Mowgli, and he like throws a torch away, and I'm like, oh. But see, yeah. like Baloo is the the dumb one, which he's not. I don't think. He's I think he's outcast. just. I think he's just easily manipulated. Well, no, that's that's all he was trying to do is he manipulate the masses because he's like the big head. Like, look what you've done. You burned this, and just to yeah. get Mowgli, he just manipulated Mowgli to get rid of the torch. That's all he did because he knew that was the best weapon Mowgli had to fight against him at his size and mm -hmm. so on in the in the situation. So I was like, but whatever, you know, it's keep going. Got to further the plot. I mean, yeah. So yeah, we get the showdown in the jungle that's on fire uh, between Shere Khan. Well, uh, Baloo fights Shere Khan and uh, Bagheera fights Shere Khan and then the wolves fight Sh Like everyone's fighting Shere Khan, but Shere Khan's got, always got the upper hand mm -hmm. and chases Mowgli into the jungle and they get the showdown in the tree. That he fell where, out earlier. Yep. And this is when Mowgli has like the, the contraption there, the swing that he's got and tricks Shere Khan into like jumping onto a weaker part of the branch. 
so that when he goes to jump, he misses and falls into the fire. Because, well, because Bagheera tells Mowgli that he can't fight him head on. He has to fight him like a man. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. So he uses his, but he uses his, I swear this kid is like MacGyver. Oh, absolutely. They cha- they, he is so drastically different from the, the animated one. Because in the like, animated one, he couldn't do anything. Like, it, yeah. he, he couldn't, he, if he didn't have Baloo or Bagheera or anyone with him, he was dead. I or like this, how he, his brain very works. Innovative. Like, he, yeah. you can physically see where he's going. Like, you don't even mm-hmm. need to see his eyes moving. Like, he, you can yeah. tell that he knows He's ten steps ahead of what is actually going to happen. That's this yeah. is another another issue I have. We I discussed this with her while we we're watching is the ending of all this, where you talked about he got him onto a weaker branch, so he fell. This this whole thing didn't make sense to me because, well, he's trying to get, you know, Mowgli to essentially fall or whatever off it, and he's like walking. Shere Khan mm-hmm. hears the branch creak, walks some more onto it, looks down, acknowledges here's the fucking br- branch creak and crack. Why is he still going? Where are you gonna right. go? Like it's like you, he's in you, such a fiery rage. That's that what I was. That's what I was he saying. He will stop at nothing. Like he make he he's he'll risk making the the bad decision to I, at least try to get Mowgli. But See I, that's but that's but like that's even that's, to me at this point like we've we've seen him do things. We've seen Shere Khan be cold and calculating and all this stuff, and then all of a sudden, like at this very very end thing, he just becomes stupidly blind and just like. Just, just to, because uh, where were you gonna go? You get right. him. Where are you gonna go? But didn't make any sense. But here was my my <clears throat> point, saying that I feel like he, Shere Khan feels, if he does not take Mowgli out, there's no coming back from this. So it's almost like he doesn't care if he dies, as long as he takes Mowgli out. Just go to a different part of the jungle. That's what he did at the beginning of the movie. I get, I get that, but it's almost like he knows that if he does not take Mowgli out, that Mowgli could just easily come back at any point in time and take him out. So if he takes himself out and Mowgli, it doesn't matter. But but, Mo- but realistically, if you think about it, Mowgli, the only reason Mowgli beat him is because he knew the tree and he knew what he was going to do. She, he's not just going to... Mowgli's not a hunter. He's resourceful. No. But he like if he's like he's not gonna be like one day Mowgli's like I'm gonna fucking hunt down Shere Khan like no dude Shere Khan just gotta hide as they do and him not realize it and just fucking get him from behind and kill him that's what cats do cats attack from the rear go for the neck that's all he'd have to do Mowgli wouldn't have time to fucking deal with it he's not like fucking Iron Man but Mowgli, Batman he's got traps and shit Mowgli also has the backing of pretty much every animal. Yeah, but in Shere, Khan the jungle. Just, Shere Khan just fucking walked into their the water hole and just okay. walked into the fucking wolf thing, and nobody fucking told him knew about it until he just shows the fuck up. The dude knows how to get around. So like, it just to <laughs> me again, it's just a leap in logic to end the movie. It's literally like Phantom Menace or the fucking Avengers, where they blow up the ship and just everything shuts the fuck off <laughs> for plot convenience. That's literally yeah, what yeah, it yeah. feels like. And it's like, oh, okay, we got to kill him off some way. Let's just have him be stupid suddenly and die. I just feel like he feels like he's not going to survive no matter what. Hmm. He just leave. 
I, I'm sorry, because he's like, he's like, what are you doing back in these parts? Like, you can just go to a different part of the jungle. It's not like they have the whole fucking jungle. You just go somewhere else. I don't know. Anyway, carry on. So, yeah, the elephants help put out the uh, the fire by damming up the river. And <laughs> Mowgli, this is a, a very drastic difference where at the end of the movie, Mowgli lives, just stays in the jungle and he lives with everybody. But, um, you know, he knows that he's not a wolf. He just, he is a man living amongst the animals. And then uh, when we get the end piece, which is the original, the book, the jungle book at the end that flips through, that is the original book from the original movie. John Favreau oh. found it in the archives and said, I want to use that. Oh, nice. Okay, very so, cool. Yeah. Uh, and we find out that Louis didn't die because I didn't mention it before. He didn't die. He survives. He breaks out of the, the rubble and sings the song. Yeah, he does sing the I song. I do. Yeah. I love the it. I love the credits, though. The credits are cool. I like the credits. Well. Yeah. I like really the, cool. 3D, the 3D of the animals. I love oh, it. the little turtle. And the little turtle that he's yes. got to like, push him at the oh crease of the... Of the, oh, yeah, and it just great. like falls down yeah yeah also we got great. the uh trust in me uh full version i think it was scarlett johansson who sings it, it in it the was full version it was i'm pretty sure it sounded i was like gonna it. say it sounded a lot like her if it wasn't all right so before we get to our con actually no okay let's go to let's go to our comments and i love the the saving of the baby elephant yeah that's fine i got no problem with that I love it. A hole. it. It's it, yeah, it's cool. I dig it. Well, like when you see it, you don't realize what's going on. You're like, I just assumed they were having like a seance or something in you know around the middle of. They're holy. Burn the witch. <laughs> but I loved it. All right, so we got some comments. Uh, as we do every week, we ask uh, people to leave comments of what they thought of the movies. Uh, our first one is from Kevin the Critic. We said, I enjoy the 60s version for the music and visuals. The effects of the live action one are already starting to look dated, especially Bagheera and King Louie, who I found exceptionally off-putting in voice and design. Uh, Idris Elba is a fine share combat overall. It was useless. I, I, I mean, to be honest, I feel when it comes to live action remakes, this one did a better job than most. I think it told a slightly different version of the Jungle Book. I don't think it was a cop, you know, copy and paste. And I think that's what I hate about the live action. Re most of the live action remakes is just copy and paste. It's like, why? I, I don't need this because I already know the fucking story. That's my biggest issue with The Lion King. It's the same movie. It's literally the same movie. And it's not live action because it's all CG. Mm -hmm. uh, I think, you know, and that's something I think we're going to talk about a little bit with next week's uh, combo. Uh, because it's another one where the live action remake is very different than the the animated version. But you know what? I actually like Bagheera in this. I think he looked pretty. He looked okay. Like we stated, King Louie was fine. I it, it's yeah. Some of the visuals are dated already for a movie that's only what seven years old now. But that's a lot of CG though. Yeah, I mean that's the, it's the entire movie other than Mowgli. I mean yeah. that's the thing. Mowgli is the only person other than i may the other people you see for about three seconds in the village yeah. well, well i think when you see his dad die too that's a person oh that too yeah yeah that's the only person other than mowgli you see up close like, like I, relatively close i said they're projections they're not even real people no 
Our next one is from at Jacob Ma 8106, who said, I like both for various reasons. The animated one excels in the music and characters, but the 2016 remake told a grander, richer story that enhanced what made the original special. They are both great adaptations in their own right. All right. Uh, Our next one is from at NLE318, who said, 2016 allows me to no longer be troubled by 1967's abrupt ending or Mowgli just leaves for the man village after seeing the water girl. That aside, 2016 feels more layered, realistic enough, realistic enough and grand. This was the blueprint for updating works that Disney lo- no longer applied. Uh, and then <laughs> two, uh, a couple people just kind of went back and forth on that comment. Uh, our next one is from Phillips 44, who said the live action doesn't exist without the original from the way the characters are conceived to the action sequences, to the composition of its scenes and music. It's all from the animated film. However, it is one of the better Disney remakes with a good sense of pace and grandeur. Yes. Our next one is from at bad guy rants who says sixties has Walt's touch on it and it being his last film as well. Also, it isn't a soulish cash grab. I don't think at this state of remakes, these were cons- I wouldn't consider this a soulless cash grab. What we're getting now are just gar- absolute garbage. They're just garbage. Yeah. And, yeah. and and like I said, in a couple of weeks, we're going to be doing a full on episode about we're going to be going through all of the Disney remakes and rating them and doing all that fun stuff. So we're going to be talking more in depth about all of those <laughs> plus future ones that they're talking about that. I hate our next one is from at glorious schlock who said, honestly, I really like this remake. One of the better Disney live action remakes they have done. The original is still amazing. The next one is from our good friend, Darren from nostalgia cast who states, I've never been much of an animated jungle book fan or of any 60s, 70s Disney animated classics, really, which is probably why I don't mind the live action redo. Doesn't make the remake any less unnecessary though. And then somebody said, in general, the remakes of films during Walt's lifetime were better. I'm generally surprised how thin most of Walt era films were in terms of story. Many film feel like art films or mood pieces more than Hollywood. I agree with that. Yeah, so those are some pretty to look at with some music. Yeah, those are the comments on Twitter. Let me just double check, (laughs) make sure there's nothing on Instagram. Thank you, everybody. Just in case, I'm going to say it now. The comment. (laughs) <laughs> oh, uh, we did. We got one comment. It's just uh, from uh, one of our patrons, Billy, who says, looks like you'll be covering the bare necessities. Oh, good one. Good one, well, Billy. Done, <laughs> well, the bare right, necessities well, of life will come to you. It's true. So. Those were the comments on social media. Thank you, everybody. As as we say every single week, yes. we do ask uh, your thoughts on the movie and our movies. Now that we're talking about multiples. Uh, and um, we appreciate all the comments that you guys give. So make sure to check your Twitters or Instagram or wherever I decide to post it. Uh, every Usually it's either Friday or Saturday before we record, but you'll see it. Yeah. Right now, we're going to be going through and rating what is better from the two versions. Last week, we talked about, like, you know, what was the best Bell? What was the best Beast? What was the best Gaston? And... Uh, so we're going to do that kind of in the same way with this, but we're not going to go through every single character kind of core characters that we see prominent uh, between both versions of the movie. And we'll talk about like, um, and then the songs are usually 
the side characters will kind of lump up into like a whole thing. And then we talk about songs. So our first one we're going to talk about is our main character, who is Mowgli. We have the Mowgli, the useless, can't do much Mowgli from the 1967 film. And then we have the very innovative Mowgli from the 2016 film. So let's go around and and vote on that. What are you picking, Dan? Well, I mean, the Mowgli from the new movie is more flushed out. I mean, I don't know what else you want me to tell you. Like, I mean, I'm going to still prefer the original movie over it because he's in the movie less and not as, like I said, I'm more harsh of child actors. But, I mean, if you want as far as character and stuff like that, yeah, the new one's better. I agree. All right. So our winner is the 2016 Mowgli. Our next one is going to be Baloo. I got to go with the original. I got to go with the OG. I got to. I got to. I don't think Bill Murray did a terrible job with it, but I do have to agree with some of the points Dan made earlier about the fact that like the original Baloo just seemed to care more. And even after you feel like the, the Bill Murray version was caring for Mowgli, it still just didn't feel like he was. No. I still enjoyed his uh, his costume. All right. Yeah. Next is going to be Bagheera. That's a tough I one. really liked Bagheera in the live action version. I like Ben Kingsley's I... performance. Yeah. I just think the relationship between him, I like the relationship between him and Baloo, and also I think the relationship between him and Mowgli were a lot stronger. Yeah, I have to. I, I mean, I have to agree. I, yeah, I mean, I'm going to go with you, too. Because, I mean, the original Jungle Book we talked about, like, it's not a super fleshed out movie as far as the characters right. go. I mean, it's, but yeah, the remake for sure. All right. Shere Khan. Definitely going with 2016. Yeah. Oh, hell yeah. He's just a bet. He's he's a villain. He is a villain uh-huh. in this. It's great. Let's we'll we'll do one more. We'll do no. We'll we'll have to do King Louis for uh and Ka because they're two characters that were prominent in each one. Uh, so yeah, King Louis. See, that one's almost tougher than Bagheera. Okay, so this yeah. did you want to go? No, go. Okay, so here's my thing. As a complete package, I like the original better because I just I love the way he sings. I like him a character. He's not in the movie as much. But as a complete package, I just like the original better. But if it's just the character, not counting the singing or anything like that, because I again, it's my favorite song in the fucking movie. So I mean, I'm sorry. It's it's, it's I weigh heavily toward that. Uh, Christopher Walken is just the character is a fucking phenomenal job. He's probably my favorite character in the whole movie of the 2016 version. Him and I'd say him just slightly above Idris Elba, but I just like how his portrayal of King Louis is. So it's fighting words. Just I mean, I normally I like just, it, but I just like how he does it. So, I, I liked King Louis in the 2016 as a package. Like, I, I think it's just because hearing Christopher Walken sing, it it just blows my mind to hear him sing. Yeah, no, I agree. I really like the I like the design of him. Uh, I mean, I do have to agree. I think the 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 singing part of it is way better in the original. And um, you know how I feel about people sing talking. Yeah, which he does a good bit. Which too, uh, he yeah. does, but mm-hmm. it's almost like he 
blends it so well. Yeah. That he starts out, you know, the talking. I'm like, oh, great. He's talking. But, and then he goes right into it and it's like, okay, I'm sold. Right. Yeah. All right. So, uh, 2016. 2016's running away with us right now. And our last <laughs> one we'll do is Ka. I got to go with the original. I yeah. think it's it, the characters just on screen more. We get to see slightly yeah. more of Ka yeah. in the original. And I just like his the goofiness of him. I do yeah. like the fact that they made Ka scare kind of like a very scary figure in the in the remake. Yeah. But it, we just yeah. don't see enough of her. If, yeah. if I think that's my would, biggest issue. Yeah. If they would have made either her scene longer or made it. Not gonna ask what by a lazy ass bear, sure. Exactly. <laughs> but if they would have made her scene longer or put both scenes in, I think, especially the song. I mean, mm-hmm. have her sing. She can sing. She does like for very minimal amount of time. That's very But if she would have done the whole I think if she would have done the whole song in that scene to make it longer, mm-hmm. I think it would have Definitely, but OG right. Ka has to. Yeah, because he's got a knot in his tail. Got a knot in his tail. Really? Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's we'll talk about the the rest of the side characters. So like Aquila, the wolves, uh, any other characters? There wasn't a lot of side characters in the original. It was no, your really. core your core group there, and that was about it. Where you get a lot of side characters in this movie. Uh, but mostly, I think the rest that are important to talk about is probably like the wolves. So, I I I mean, I I, I feel twenty. I feel like I don't even want to vote on this because it's just not fair. Because like I had to laugh though at the twenty sixteen one because when, um, it's one scene with um Raksha and the babies, and there's just like no emotion from her. She's just kind of like sitting there. She doesn't even move, and the babies all run away. And I'm like, "There's like no, there was no emotion, there was no nothing." She's just kind of like, "You know what? We're not even gonna vote on that." I'm like, "Is Dude, she gonna move?" I'm gonna say this: the wolves are way better in the new version than oh, they are yeah. in the old version. But there's a lot of pointless fucking side characters in the new version. I don't fucking give two shits I about. I like the porcupine. I don't give a fuck about licking a honey pig. All right, I don't care. But they took away my fucking good dawn patrol, and they took away my fucking vultures. All right, so you got you see the vultures. You they see are, the vultures. They, I didn't mention it. Yeah, they're not they the fucking sing. beetles. I know. All right, there's not. no fucking Motown or none of that no, shit. You're right. There so yeah. so we, we won't vote. But I yeah, can see pros for both. I can see yeah. pros for both. All right. Uh, last is going to be songs. I I can't vote against the original. Yeah. Just, the songs are performed better. <laughs> uh that's yeah there's really nothing else you could say about that but yep unfortunately out of at a a vote of four to three the 2016 the jungle book wins today's versus battle fucking technicality but we'll we'll allow it we'll allow it (laughs) it's weird but i voted for stuff from the new one too yeah well that's it everybody that is it for our second week of our versus series of disney animated versus live action for our third and final week. When it comes to doing a singular movie, we are going to be celebrating the 25th anniversary, not of, of a movie, but we're also going to be versing it towards a movie that 
came out a couple years ago, wasn't well liked. And I was one of the few people who went, oh, I actually enjoyed that movie. It was pretty, pretty good. But we're going to be talking about Mulan. And we oh, might have no. Some, and we might have some guests on because there are there are a friend of ours in the podcasting world who stated that this is their favorite Disney movie. So I had to ask them to be on the show. So but we'll keep that a secret for now. But we're going to be talking about the 1998 Mulan is celebrating its 25th anniversary this year. And we're going to be talking about the 2020 live action Mulan, which came out uh, during the kind of the the start of COVID. This was like the the first thing when Disney Plus decided they were going to be like charging $30 to watch a fucking movie on their service. I know a guy in that movie. Not personally. In the, oh, because I play Magic the Gathering. And one of the big yes. the gathering channels is a guy in the name Jimmy Wong, and he plays one of the people in the movie. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I did. I remember when that came out. I'm excited, dude. Yeah, I, but but I'm more excited because I want to be. I want them to make a man out of me. So I mean, we, two movies back to back about one to be a man. And they're not going to be one. Could, yeah. You know, they're not king. Of, they're not. Yeah, what are they? King of the Swingers. King of the Swingers, nor of the Jungle. Yeah. Ooh, I don't think I want to be the King of the Swingers. Well, it depends on which one you're talking about. Like, we're not talking about keys in a bowl kind of thing. Uh, no, it's King vines. of like swinging through trees. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. But yeah, we're gonna be talking about Mulan next week, which is very exciting, and we're gonna hopefully have some awesome guests on. And uh, yeah, make sure to follow us at Dissect That Film on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. I'm posting TikToks once in a while. I said I was going to be more consistent. I lied. I'm terrible at it. <laughs> and um, oh yeah, we're on Patreon. We have, For $1, you can get our newest episodes early, so make sure to go over there. We uh, we did get a, a, a new patron. These Ooh. are way in advance, so I apologize to any of our patrons who are like, I haven't heard my name be announced on an episode. We record these like five it feels like forever ahead of time so uh but our newest patron is carlos so thank you Ooh. carlos for thank becoming you. a patron but yeah for one dollar you can get our episodes early so go over to patreon.com slash dissect that film and uh you know it, it'll, it helps us everything that goes into that patreon goes right back into the show uh we've been having some tech issues on the audio end so i'm trying to figure all this shit out my head hurts from it um, but uh, if you know, trying to get trying. better, you know, sound equipment, and trying to maybe upgrade my fucking PC so it doesn't do this shit. Uh, and yeah, and then oh yeah, and then we mentioned after we're doing Mulan, the week after that we're going to be doing a full episode on Disney remakes, which is fun because we haven't done a topic episode in forever, so it's going to be fun. And then we got some other guests planned uh, going forward. We're going to be selling some. We're going to be celebrating some anniversaries on other films because there's a lot of great movies celebrating some great anniversaries. But and we stated it in our hundredth episode. There is one, so if you want to go back and listen to that episode and figure out what we we were talking about, but there's a there's a lot of great movies celebrating anniversaries this year, and we're going to be talking about them. So uh, we're very excited about that. So thank you everybody for supporting us, and uh, yeah, until next time. I am Brett Parker. That is Dan and Angel of DNA Gaming. And we are Dissect That Film. And this has been the Dissect That Film podcast, episode 103. We'll see you all again next time. Bye-bye. Bye. I can't jump rope with my arms. <laughs> <laughs>